Podcast. We hope you're encouraged by this message. I just want to wish my beautiful wife a happy birthday today. <laughs> happy birthday. I cannot believe you're 30. Amazing. What, you don't believe me? She doesn't look a day over 30, does she, Emily? No. But it is. Happy birthday. I'm very blessed to have Ames in my life. Uh, let me pray, and then we're going to get into this, because we have a fair bit of information to cover today. And uh, yeah, so Father, we thank you today. I thank you that you're here. Lord, I'm asking today that all of us would uh, align our hearts with your heart. Lord, that we would feel a burden in our lives for what is a burden on, in your heart, which is people, lost people, hurting people, broken people all over the globe. Lord, we thank you that you love people. You love people. You love people so much that you became and lived like one of us that we would know what God is like and then you died on a cross 2,000 years ago to reach people and save people and you are all about people. So Father, I ask today that we would align with your heart and your, and your vision for what you wanna do in and through our church, in Jesus' name, amen. Awesome, all right, today is Reach Sunday and if you're visiting with us for the first time, you've come on a really good day because uh, this Sunday every year we take an entire Sunday to unfold what we want to do as a church beyond ourselves. Uh, last week, who was here last week? Yeah, so I shared our vision for 2020, which is towards greater health. And uh, it was really encouraging uh, hearing the feedback on how many people have grabbed hold of that and it felt like it was a word for them, that um, greater health is something for all of our lives. And I'm um, hearing really good feedback, <coughs> excuse me, about that word. And uh, we're going to be starting a series in two weeks called What the Health? So don't miss that, starting with healthy relationships on the 23rd. And we're just going to stay on this theme, to be honest, until God tells us to get off it. And so we're just going to stay on this, looking at all things health, emotional health, healthy soul, healthy relationships, healthy spirituality, um, just health. The healthier we are, the fruitful, more fruitful we'll be, yeah? And so, but what I also shared last week is, no matter what our vision is from year to year, what doesn't change and what will never change is the mission. And the mission is to go and make disciples of all nations. That was Jesus' mandate. He said, go and make disciples. And so that doesn't change. And so today, and this is going to be a bit of an annual thing, we're going to take a Sunday every year, this same time every year, to talk about all of the ways in which we're going to try and make disciples and go beyond ourselves and reach and extend beyond our church. Um, if you could just put uh, Bront, uh, sorry, yeah, Bronze is on the multimedia. A lot to follow today. I think there's like 35 slides, so no pressure. If you just put up our, our four discipleship values, which is our connect, grow, serve, reach pathway, and they're really our four key values as a church, those four things that we base our discipleship around, um, connecting people, growing big people, serving others, and reaching our world. Those four things are what we are about as a church. So if you're here for the first time, that's what we're about, those four things, connecting, growing, serving, and reaching. It's nice and simple. But today, we are talking about the reach component. And I love that the symbol is like a heart and two hands crossing because really, it is really the heartbeat of the Father to reach out and touch people's lives. God is really not into religion. God is not religious. We get religious. God is simply about people, connecting with people. And um, may we never, ever forget that. So today, reaching our world is important to us. In fact, uh, you've heard me say this before. This is not a surprise to any of you, but we do not exist for ourselves. In fact, the church has never existed purely for herself. In fact, the, the quickest way for any organization like or Christian organization to die is to make it about us and to turn inward 
and look at ourselves. We have to keep an outward focus towards people. And um, we are a movement of people on mission. We are a movement of people on mission. In fact, the, the first Christians um, weren't called Christians. They were called followers of the way. They were a group of people who were so radically transformed by what they saw. Never forget, the first Christians didn't have the Bible. Just mess with your mind a little bit. They didn't have the Bible. They were followers because they witnessed the resurrection of Christ. They were witnesses to an event. And because of what they saw fundamentally changed their life so much, they lived their lives and they became on mission and they began to move towards this mission of reaching people with the love of Jesus that affected them so much. And so the scripture this morning I just want to go to before I get into information is this passage in Mark chapter 1 that I love so much that really was um, the basis of the word reach when I got those four words. So Mark chapter 1, starting from verse 40, a very, very small passage here, an encounter, a person with leprosy encounters Jesus and he comes before Jesus in verse 40 it says, and a man with leprosy came and knelt in front of Jesus begging to be healed. If you are willing, you can heal me and make me clean. Um, how many of you know there are people right across our globe who have need? But they're not sure whether there's a God in heaven that's even willing to touch their life. In fact, so many religions teach that God is angry. God, you have to earn your way. You have to get your life cleaned up. You have to do this, this, and this. And then maybe God will do something for you. That's not the God of the Bible. Jesus turned up with grace and he, he encountered people no matter whether they deserved it or not. That's grace. And so people all over the world are wondering, is there a God? And if there's a God, is he willing to actually come into my life? And so this is what's going on here. And I love Jesus' response. You've read this a million times, but it moves me every time. It says, verse 41, moved with compassion. Moved with compassion, Jesus reached out and he touched him. I am willing, he said, be healed. And the man was healed. Moved with compassion, he reached that is really the heart of what I'm talking about today, that with a heart of compassion, which I believe is the heart of God, that we would move out and reach out and touch people. Yes, we would just, with compassion, for no other agenda, not to control anybody, not to con even convert people, just to reach out with compassion and touch people's lives. And he was healed. And how many of you know, particularly if you're a Jesus follower, the gospel heals lives. The ultimate healing is spiritual healing. It really is. And so... The gospel does bring healing to people's lives. And you know, as I thought about that word reach, um, I said I wasn't going to preach, didn't I? <laughs> Here I am. Um, but it does mean to stretch and extend beyond yourself. As I think about that, it's the word ektonos. It means to stretch beyond what is comfortable. It's to go beyond what is convenient. And it's very easy in this life where we are all about self and selfish gratification and comfort and convenient and me, me, me that actually the gospel demands stretching beyond comfort zone. It demands a response beyond ourselves. It demands that we actually live beyond a comfort zone. And um, it's such my favorite message to preachers. Get out of your comfort zone. And so that's important to us. And so as a church, we wanna do that. We wanna do that. We wanna stretch beyond ourselves. And in fact, the offering that we're gonna receive next week as a church is that very thing. It's a stretch. It's an extension of ourselves um, I know it will be for our family. To give into that will be an extension. It will be a stretch beyond what is comfortable, but it's worth it. And so before I tell you how we're going to reach out this year, uh, I wanted to give you a quick snapshot of what we did as a church last year, okay, based in 2019. And this is not a brag, okay? It's not a brag at, at all. I just want you to be aware of what you did and what you gave to and what you contributed to. Is that okay? 
Because in 2018, we gave an offering for the following year. And I just want to give you a snapshot of what your giving last year accomplished across the earth, okay? So last year, we helped support eight village churches across Sri Lanka. We supported eight churches ongoing. We sponsored over 120 children in villages to get school supplies and school shoes for the year. We helped sponsor a church camp in Sri Lanka for Christians who faced hardship and persecution. We sent boxes of clothing and practical supplies to Sri Lanka. We helped construct a church building in the northeast of Sri Lanka, a tsunami-affected village in a strong Hindu area. I'll show you some photos of that later. So we built buildings. We sponsored a church plant in Shanakale, Turkey, which is reaching Muslims with the gospel. We contributed to a Christian orphanage in Malaysia that reaches neglected and sexually abused children who are rescued off the streets. We were able to contribute towards sending Chris and Nadia Lowe from our church who went out to South Sudan. I'll be talking about those guys in a while. We helped to support SRE and local schools across the Central Coast. We contributed to the bushfire crisis across our state. We contributed to the drought crisis affecting our farmers. We contributed to the Dale School at Wyong. Um, We gave Christmas hampers and gifts to two nursing homes last Christmas. We provided Christmas gifts to a local women's refuge through Coast Shelter. We helped support Reamer FM, broadcast Christian radio across the Central Coast. Thrive Crew helped numerous people practically across the Central Coast this last year. And that's just a snapshot of what you contributed last year. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, It feels good, doesn't it? That's just what we did. And... um, that's what your giving to missions did and the difference that it enabled in the community. But the reality is we can do more if we are resourced more. Um, in fact, there's a scripture where Jesus says, to whom much has been given, much more is required. And the truth is that even in our church, we are blessed. God has been very good to us, but he's requiring more because he's given us more. And that's why we can never just settle for any level. You never just settle in Christianity. There's always more. There's always more for us. As a church. So, what I want to share with you today, and Kerry is going to help me share today, is what we would like to do. What we would like to do in 2020. There's no guarantee. This really depends on the generosity of our people and the faithfulness of our people. So, I'm going to vision to you what we would like to do this year, and then I'm going to challenge you to help us meet that need. And I put myself in that same challenge as well. Um, Just one couple of practical things before I get into what we want to do is, you may not know this, but as a church, all of our income that comes in, we send 10% back out. So whatever we give to next week, you add that to 10% of all that comes in. We're committed to that principle of giving and honoring God with the first 10%. The same way we teach you to give to God, we do that as a church. So 10% that of all that comes in, we actually send back out to things that, that don't build us, that just build the kingdom of God. And I just feel like that's a really good principle to stick to. But one important thing is we do have a local missions coordinator now, which, yeah, I'm pumped. So that's Kerry Sagita. <clears throat> yeah. Where are you, Kerry? They're right there. She's going to be coming and show. And that is a godsend from heaven because um, there are so many plates that I have to, to spin at all at one time. And it's so nice to be able to say, run with this, just make this happen for me. And so she's already doing an amazing job. Um, Kerry is on staff already one day per week doing admin and finance, and the plan is is to devote half of her day per week to doing community things. So we want you to know that we are resourcing a staff member to be in the community, making links as a church and making those connections. So she'll also be heavily involved with our global reach partners, which I'll be talking to you about in a little bit. You going okay? Awesome. 
So this is what we want to do, both locally and globally. Let me read this scripture to you. Jesus said this. He commissioned the church in Acts chapter 1, verse 8. He said, But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you will be my witnesses. You'll be my witnesses. You'll tell people about me. Telling people about me everywhere. Everywhere. In Jerusalem, throughout Judea, in Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. And so notice that Jesus was giving a geographical challenge there. He was saying, this message is not just for your immediate area. This message has to go to the ends of the earth. And so I always say with missions, there'll be a group of two groups of people here. There'll be those that love all about local community. And there'll be all of you that some of you are all about international. The truth is, it's not, it's not either or. It's both ends. We can, we can do across the spectrum. But it does start in our Jerusalem first. It does start in our immediate area. So I want to start this morning by giving you some local things that are on our heart to do this year, ways that we want to reach our community, and we'll go through. All right? All right, so the first thing we really want to push this year is our Thrive Crew team. And our graphic's coming up in a minute. And so Thrive Crew, just put your hand up if you're involved or have been involved in Thrive Crew in any way. There's a few of you. Awesome. Um, Thrive Crew, right, if you're wondering what our Thrive Crew is, Thrive Crew is a practical group that does random acts of kindness in the community. And so that's what that group do. They go out, they mow lawns, they paint, they, they're not technically removalist, but they have moved some furniture. They do whatever it takes practically just to bless somebody with no agenda, just to go and help repair something, fix something, change something, renovate something. They just find ways to do practical things to serve and bless people. And um, it's our heart with Thrive Crew that we can resource them with the supplies they need. You know, it's been amazing that uh, that team haven't relied on anything, any funding to, from church. It's, there's been so much generosity, people donating and all sorts of supplies. But the reality is I don't want um, them to, they to be limited because of resource, right? So we want to resource that team to be able to do the things that they need to do, whether it's tools, whether it's gardening gear, whether it's general hardware, whatever it is they need, we want to be able to say, here it is basic stuff that you need. In fact, I've told Ron this, but I'd love for us to eventually have our own Thrive Crew trailer, a big sign. And it just is out in the community. We're saying, this is the way we want to love on you. We want to love on you in a practical way. And um, it's a really cool thing. So this year, we want to increase the exposure of Thrive Crew to the community. You know, we can't believe that, um, that it hasn't gone wider yet. Hey, can you believe it to get help like that? Um, but this is what you can do to help us this year. So if you know someone who could do with a random act of kindness, somebody that needs a door fixed or something done around their home. There is a job sheet. There's a referral card at the connection point. Put that in. Ron will take that. They'll make a decision on when they're able to do that or whether it's within our scope. Um, and just keep your eye out. Maybe a neighbor, maybe a work colleague, somebody that just needs a practical blessing. Um, we would love to help them and bless them in some way. And, or maybe you want to be involved. Maybe you've got a skill set. Maybe you can just use your hands. You can swing a hammer or whatever. Um, come and see Ron, yeah? Put your hand up, Ron, there. Awesome, Ron Rademacher. See me at the connection point after church. Awesome. All right, Thrive Crew. Let's make it happen, hey? Okay, so... One... <laughs> I love it. Luke is so encouraging. Um, one new thing I'm very excited about this year that we are starting, and Kerry's going to come up in a moment. In fact, you want to come up, Kerry, while I share this? Lucas, just help Kerry. Kerry is recovering from massive surgery, so it's a big deal to come up. Good to see you walking about, Kerry. Um, this year, we've commenced a new partnership with an organization called Kids Hope Australia. Now, Kids Hope Australia is a mentoring program <clears throat> designed to support children. This year, Thrive is going to be providing mentors to Kalani Vale Primary School 
And just before Kerry shares, I want you to look to the screens and watch a quick two-minute video on what it's all about. Even though it might look like it, being a kid is not always fun and games. It can be hard, and sometimes we face things that seem too big for us to deal with. Having a mentor through Kids Hope Eyes gives us an extra adult in our life who can help with even more support to improve our confidence, resilience and well-being. I like my mentor because she's really funny and nice. Oh, she's one again. When um, she first came to me, uh, she was a very, very shy, quiet little girl. Often we would sit most of the hour in complete silence. And now she actually chats for most of the hour. I can say that I can't believe one hour made a difference, but it does, because this child is a different child. So how does Kids Hope Oz work? To begin with, Kids Hope Oz partners with local churches and primary schools. Volunteer mentors from the churches go through a comprehensive training program, whilst teachers from the primary schools nominate children who would benefit from mentoring. Finally, each child is carefully matched with a mentor. Mike is really funny and we like to go out and play soccer and cricket. Ooh, that's a good one. Every week, for at least 12 months, the mentor and child meet for one hour at the child's primary school to do activities such as reading, craft, sport, homework, or whatever the child's interests are. The actual physical demeanour and response from the children, their faces light up, they actually beam when they see their mentors um, coming. They know exactly what time they're coming each week and they are clock-watching for those last five minutes before their mentors come. Kids Hope Oz has been running sustainably for 10 years and is now Australia's largest mentoring program. Over this time, the program has grown by 535% and around 3,300 children are mentored each year. Yippee! Kids Hope works at its absolute best in building resilience into little kids' lives that have a, a rough start. And that resilience can completely change the course, potentially, of their life. I think it would be fair to say that at any given point in time, throughout the terms in the year, we tend to have one or two more buddies waiting than we do have mentors ready and prepared. If you're interested in being a donor, a church partner, or a mentor for Kids Hope Oz, please go to kidshopeoz.org.au. Isn't that a fantastic video? I'm so excited about this program. I'm sorry I'm standing up here. I just couldn't get up here. So, um, and I love their concept, which is um, one school, one church, one child, once a week for one hour and for approximately one year. And just the amazing um, advantage it is for the children to have, you know, a stable adult in their life helping them, supporting them. It's teacher-driven, so you would be matched with your um, child and then, you you know, the teacher will help you to perhaps support them with reading, with mathematics or something like that. Um, so you're not out there on your own. Um, I've actually done the coordinator training, um, so I there will be some training involved. And there's plenty of resource online, and um, so it's something that's really going to 
um, touch the lives of kids. Um, it's early, also early intervention in the primary schools. So we're, I'm really excited about it. I can't wait to get started. And, uh, you know, if this has touched your heart um, and you think, yeah, I think that's something I can do, come and see me. I've got a bit of information. Um, go online, have a look uh, at their resource and what they do. There's lots and lots of videos and fantastic little testimonies like that. Um, you're going to see a lot of opportunities today. So um, if this is the right one for you, it might just be the right fit for you. So I look forward to seeing you. will be up around the connection point and I can give you some information today and take your name or you can contact me later. So thank you for that. How good's that? So if that's you, come and see her. I know Amy's going to be involved in that and um, Kalani Vale Public School is where we've been matched. And um, it's such the demographic of our church, young families and children. And it just fits, yeah? So it's exciting. Make sure you see Kerry after, after that, which will be good. Now, where am I up to? Uh, here's my notes. Okay. All right. So adding to Kids Up, so mentoring is going to be a big thing. And those of you that know me know that mentoring is something I'm deeply committed to as a life principle. Uh, I love mentoring. I think everyone should have a mentor, full stop. If you don't have a mentor, you are missing out. Just saying. Anyway, so let's just take it further. So beyond Kids Hope, we want to make some local community um, center partnerships this year. So we've been out connecting with community centers and services in the local community, rocking up. In fact, when you turn up at a community center, I've done this a couple of times, they look at you suspiciously like, what do you want? I'm like, no, I'm here to tell you, ask you, what do you want? <laughs> How can we help you? And so we've made some connections this year in the community. And in fact, just let me segue for a second. The vision for our new church building, it will be heavily community focused. And we'll be having community partnerships in the community center of which, which what we do. And that's why we want to start partnering with organizations now so that perhaps some of those organizations might come with us and need a landlord for our building. Anyway, but one of the organizations that we are looking to start partnering with this year is Diamond Women's Support. And um, early this year, sorry, late last year, I just had it on my heart to do something for um, around pre- and post-pregnancy support. There are a lot of young mums, um, expectant mums, disadvantaged women who are expecting babies. And uh, I thought, how good would it be, considering we have so many babies in our church, how much do we understand the need to create, uh, let me get the term right, pre- and post-pregnancy support packs for young mums so that we can just, so every mum that's connected to that service gets gifted with the supplies they need for a month or two months to help them get through. And um, we're talking about um, baby shower funds or gift raises, but, but just around creating some, some gifts and some packages for young mums, Indigenous mums and not Indigenous. So that's one service. So if you need more information, make sure you see Kerry about that. Um, that's something we want to do. We're talking to the Benevolence Society about being part of the shoebox revolution which is about those people who are sleeping rough across the Central Coast so that we can also have some packs for those who are sleeping rough and just say, look, I know you're doing it tough right now, but here's some supplies to get you through for a certain amount of time. So we're doing that. Um, there's a possibility at the moment we're talking about cooking and packing fresh meals at the Uniting Kitchens and helping distribute meals. But part of Kerry's role will be out there making those connections with those community centres and then figuring out who's going to do it in the church. And so I want to encourage you to, to, to get involved as we reach out beyond ourselves this year. And so I'll be telling you more about that, but that's another exciting thing that we're going to be part of this year. Good? All right. Christmas hampers. Every year we provide Christmas hampers to Noreen Gardens Nursing Home. And that's so important to me because that, that aged care or that aged community 
often are the forgotten about community on, in, our, in our community. And so I just think it's important that we just do something. And so every year we do Christmas hampers for Noreen Gardens Nursing Home um, at the end of the year. So we'll give you more info about that. But it enables, your giving will enable us to be able to create those hampers and bless our age folk. We also um, have a chaplain from our church who's employed in Dale School, Leanne, who's here. How are you, Leanne, by the way? How's your tailbone? Good? Get in there. <laughs> Is that random? How's your tailbone? <laughs> but we do have a chaplain there, and um, as a church, we sponsor morning teas. I know she's like giving me daggers for eyes. Um, we sponsor a morning tea, and we give Easter gifts and students, but we, we bless those students. I know Ron volunteers his time to drive the bus. Come on, concentrate now. Get over my awkward weirdness. Let's just move on. Dale School, Wyong. <clears throat> what else to tell you? A couple more to tell you. Um, one thing I'm excited about this year that we're going to get involved is Christian surfers, Central Coast. So I realize I've surrendered to the fact that we're in a coastal, beachy, surfing community. I have come to understand it. Right. So this year we want to partner with Central Coast Christian Surfers. Now, a lot of you will probably know a lot about it, but it does operate across most of the coastal areas of Australia. This Wednesday, I meet with the head of Christian Surfers down at Avoca to talk about how we can partner with those guys to be there. But listen to their vision statement. I love it so much. Their vision statement of Christian Surfers is this. Every surfer, (coughs) it's funny in this church, every surfer in every surfing community has the opportunity to know and follow Jesus. I love that. Just relational evangelism. Just get out there, love on people, and hopefully they hear the gospel. But we live in a surfing area, and so we're talking to some of our surfers in our church about being part of that community and getting involved. Their first event is Saturday the 22nd of February at Avoca Beach. And um, Sean Clifford, where are you, Sean? He's there. He doesn't know it, but he will be the man. (laughs) The heads up, Christian surfers. It was your idea to start with, man. (laughs) But just another way. Just another way to get out in the community and be part of what we're about. All right, one more local thing before we get into global things. This is a new thing that I'm very excited to do um, this year as a church. Um, you would be most of you be aware of this, but the drought is affecting regional New South Wales in a absolutely um, horrendous way. Although, is the rain getting there at the moment? This rain, kind of not in every area, um, but. Out in the drought-affected area, there are a number of churches out in western New South Wales, in Narrabri, and all sorts of places who are bivocational pastors. So a lot of them are farmers and pastors. So they're out in their community reaching very, very difficult circumstances. And so one of the initiatives that the ACC has asked churches to consider doing, which we're going to be a part of, is a thing called Adopt a Church. And so... Right now, there are so many churches that can't pay their pastors. They're, they're, they're selling off stock. They're selling off livestock. There are so many discouraged Christians out in the West in the drought. And so I want you to put up a picture of Graham and Jenny Summerson, who some of you will know from the Central Coast. So these guys, some of you, put your hand up if you know these guys. Great couple. Um, they pastor a church in Blaney and Cowra. So two, I don't even know where that is. We're going out there in June to minister out there for the weekend, so we'll find out where that is in June. But <laughs> apparently it's out west. But these guys, we want to sponsor them. We want, there's no agenda. They're not becoming a Thrive Church. We just want to sponsor them once a month to say, let us help equip you do what you're called to do out in the, out in the regional areas. Graham, I know, is a chaplain in the local school. They're just doing an amazing thing. And so you'll get to meet and hear more of those guys. But this year, our, your giving will help. Uh, adopt those guys and sponsor them to do what God's called them to do out west in Jesus' name. It feels good, hey? 
All right, you going okay? We've got 10 more minutes, then we'll finish up. All right, moving on to our global reach now, <clears throat> our global reach. Can I just say, as a church, we really have a global reach. We really do, for a church our size. We're not a mega church. Our reach does go into the nations. <clears throat> and it's not a brag, it's just to let you know that we do have influence beyond ourselves. So when I came down to the Central Coast, one of the first things I started when I led this church was, we must start a missions program. We must. And so it started with one church in Sri Lanka. We just started supporting one church. And so um, as a church right now with Sri Lanka, for the last five years, we've partnered with Pastor Stephen Joseph to plant churches in unreached villages across that nation, often in strong Buddhist in Hindu areas. So the churches that we plant, and you're wondering, well, why are you starting churches? Over in that nation, something supernatural happens when you plant a church in a village. It does. It's, it's, something, it's like a stake in the ground. All hell breaks loose when you do it. And um, these guys, often they'll send a couple out into an unreached village, and they'll just start a work, and they'll start loving on their community, and then the church begins to grow. Um, but uh, we also send an annual team. But this year, we want to continue to sponsor eight churches across that nation, and enable the gospel to be shared with the Sri Lankan people. Um, we don't only plant churches, we dig water wells, we construct buildings, we help widows, we do a whole bunch across that nation, but there is an open door across that nation. There's a, there's a supernatural partnership that, is, that has happened in Sri Lanka, and I'm committed to seeing that grow. In fact, Bronze just put up a couple of pictures of this building. I wanted to show you some photos. Oh, yep, pause there. This is 45 of the pastors that are under Steve and Joseph. Last year, we did some pastor leadership training. This year in May, I'll be heading over again in May and equipping and training pastors across the nation. But some of these people, if I could go around, when I have time, but some of the stories of each of these people would blow your socks off, if that's even a phrase. Some of these people are ministering in areas that come at great persecution and great cost. And they're very, very faithful people. And eight of the churches are represented there that we support. Um, just put the next photo up, Bronze, some, some buildings. This is some of the building that you gave to. So this village in Kanye, village in the northeast, was affected by the tsunami in 2004. They lost everything. Just put the next photo up, Bronze. That's the building. So it's, just, it's completed now. So in May, I'll be able to open that building. And that's in the middle of a village. They were praying for that building for 12 years, I think. They have been, it's a miracle for them. They were meeting in a broken down old house in a lounge room that leaked and now they have a building where they can preach the gospel. It's fantastic. So that's what you did as a church. So this year we want to continue to do that. Also, we want to continue to sponsor the children to get school shoes and school supplies um, for, for, their school, for their school needs. Now, one exciting thing that we're starting this year again with Sri Lanka that's been on my heart to do for a long time is that we want to start Sri Lanka Child Education Sponsorship. So in Sri Lanka or any of the developing nations, the key to getting out of poverty, you know, if you know anything about developing nations, is education. When someone is educated, it gives them a chance at life. The reality is in a nation like Sri Lanka, even in a government public school, families can't afford to send their kids to school because they can't afford to put school shoes on them or they can't afford the transport or the supplies that they need. And so it's been on my heart for a while, what would it... What, would it be like, what could we do if each of us were able to sponsor a child to get an education? So for 15, we're still working out the details, aren't we, Kerry? It'll be either 15 or $20 a month will sponsor a Sri Lankan child to get a good education. 
And so we're going to send Kerry to Sri Lanka this year to go and set that administratively up, get some photos of the kids, get a bio. So you can, you can a bit like compassion, so you can take a child home and, and pray for that child and sponsor that child to get an education. And um, I'm excited. Very, very good. Um, yeah. What else to tell you about that? I feel like I'm, there's so much information to tell you. But the, 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 the plan will be that you can go to the connection point and select a child and, or start a monthly sponsorship commitment to helping a young person get an education. And uh, We're going to start with um, poorer Christian, Christians' kids because lots of Christians in the churches that they can't afford to send their kids. Start there and hopefully it goes wider. And what an awesome thing to do to help sponsor a child, get an education. Awesome. All right, moving on. Liberty for the Nations in Turkey. So every month we send monthly support to Pastor Stephen Helen Blake, and we specifically sponsor a work in Turkey. Now, just before you put that photo up next, Bronze, um, I don't know if you know this, Turkey is less than 1% Christian. It's the most unreached nation on earth. Less than 1% of the population um, are Christian. It's 99% Muslim. And to have a church in Turkey... <laughs> is a very difficult place to start a church. So we sponsor a work in Shanakale, which is near Gallipoli. Just, let me just say this, there is an open door for Australians to minister in Turkey. It goes right back to Gallipoli. Like there's a, there's a, there's a bond between Turks and Australians. And so when Australians go in and work in there, there's just a real open door. But I want you to put this photo of Pastor Ibrahim. And this is the couple that we support in Turkey. Um, these guys are there. They're Bulgarian, but there's a, there's a, there's a very shared um, culture. They minister Iranian refugees. Just put the next photo up, Bronze. Um, this is some baptism. These are all new converts. These are all people that heard the gospel and were baptized in Turkey. And then the next photo, and there they are. Change lives because of your giving. Change lives. And... Um, these guys are doing an incredible job. They, they teach education, not education, sorry, English. They teach English to Turkish people, Iranian refugees. But it's an amazing work that we support through Liberty for the Nation, Stephen Helen Blake, who a lot of you would know, very fruitful people. And it's on my heart when the time is right to take our first missions team to Turkey. We've been invited every year to go to Turkey, but I've just never felt in God that the time is right. But it's coming. We will go when the time is right. But um, we want to continue that sponsorship. Now, we're almost done. Let me just say something about Turkey and Sri Lanka. We've made ongoing monthly commitments to those guys. So um, that ongoing work that you're seeing there really depends on our ability to be able to keep funding that. And so every, a lot of the other things are dependent on whether we're able to give to it or not. These guys are literally depending on our resourcing them to do what they're called to do. Also, Vanuatu. Niblong Yong. Sorry, I was trying to remember some Bislama. Can't remember it. But... Liberty for the Nations are also in Vanuatu. So the same organization we partner with in Turkey are also in Vanuatu. And this year, um, very exciting news, um, they run a Presence of God convention in Port Vila. And a couple of you may have gone to that a few years ago. So in Port Vila, Vanuatu, um, they minister to thousands of people across Vanuatu. And this year, Steve and Helen have asked us to send the Thrive Worship Band to Vanuatu to do the music across that nation. You can see the kind of crowds they get across that nation. And uh, we're going to send our creative team, some of our creative team to Vanuatu in August to minister the presence of God to people in that nation. Um, they've been working in Vanuatu, I think, 22 years in Christian education and health, but there's nothing more important than the presence of God touching people's lives. I believe that that 
There's nothing on earth that compares to someone encountering the love and presence of God. And so this year, we're going to send a team in August to run that convention. How are you going? Good? And um, they love the spirit of our church and our worship team so much, so we're going to do that. And so I'm pumped about that. All right, a couple more things, and then we're finished. Chris and Nadia Lowe in South Sudan. It's going to be a photo of those guys coming up in a minute. That was them arriving in South Sudan, I think about a month ago or maybe a little bit less. These guys, if you don't know, are missionaries based. They're based from Thrive Church now. This is their home church. So they're sent out. They're under our covering now. But last month, they moved back to South Sudan to some remote area known as Nuba in the Nuba Mountains, a place ravaged by civil war. Chris is a very clever guy. He's like an engineering guru. So he's working in this local hospital around creating prosthetic limbs or something like that. Have I got it right, Kerry? They're just doing amazing practical. What is it? Out of bike parts. So they're on there, they're doing all sorts of practical things in the local area, but they're also strengthening the local church and partnering with the local church. Um, Nadia is a GP, she's a doctor, so she's doing health clinics and medical clinics across South Sudan, sorry, in that area. Now, they do come under an organization called Pioneers, and they do receive some financial support, but what we want to be able to do is to be able to meet any needs as they come up for those guys. It takes four flights to even get to where, they're, where they are. I just feel so selfish when I think about what they're doing in South Sudan. But we want to be able to support those guys this year. So I want to ask you prayer support and your financial support for these guys. All right, I want the band to come and join me. You going okay? A lot of info. Is it a lot of info? And the final thing that's on my heart um, to do, and I'm not sure how it will outwork. This is more a future thing, but I feel like God has something for us to do in Israel just put Israel up. So a lot of you would know that we took a tour across that nation um, last November. I feel like God has something for us to do across that land. Um, Right now, we're still waiting on God to show us what that partnership looks like. We did connect with a Palestinian pastor in Bethlehem who's got eight churches across that nation and a very fruitful guy. So we're praying about whether there might be a partnership developing there with Pastor Stephen Curry in Bethlehem. Um, but I just wanted to sow a seed and to say there's something. Not only will we go there to learn from the land, I feel like there's a work there for us to do in Israel. Cool? Awesome. That's the info. That's what we want to do. Yeah, I think that's worth a hand to God anyway. And so that's what we want to do this year. That's our heart this year as a church. And look, I realize sharing those things, some of those things will be Stirring you, some of those things will be like, it doesn't interest me. I realize that everyone in this room has a burden or a heart to do something, and we can't do everything, and we can't support everyone's desire. These are just some of the things that we feel as a church to do this year, to reach beyond ourselves. It's not that you shouldn't do what's on your heart to do, but this is what we corporately want to do as a church this year. So what's next? What do you need to do next? Well, I'm going to challenge you to do one or a combination of these three things. You can either pray can give or you can go. You can pray, you can give, you can go. Firstly, we can pray. I want to encourage you to take some time to pray for those things. Pray, pray God's hand on all that we're doing this year. Pray that God would create partnerships that are fruitful. Pray for the works in Sri Lanka and Turkey and Vanuatu and and across the community for Thrive Group, for Graham and Jenny Summerson, for Kids Hope Mentoring. Just pray. 
The second thing you can do is you can give. You can give. So I want to encourage you this week to pray about what you can give next week. As a church, we don't do compulsion. We don't do manipulation. We don't do control. I simply ask you to go to God and say, Holy Spirit, what would you, what would you have me give? Whether it's $10 or 10000 just give whatever God tells you to give. Just sow something into this ministry, into this work that we would like to do. This week, uh, you can get a reach card at the connection point. It's got some information on it at the connection point. Just put the website up, Bron. There's another slide. Our reach offering account is coming up in a second through our website. It'll be coming up in one second. You can go to our website and get the account details, www.heretothrive.com.au. And there's a link there to the specific missions bank account. You might want to give online through the week. You might want to give financially that way. Next week, you might want to bring your offering. But next week as a church, we're going to take up the offering. We're just going to sow into this. And we're going to be generous. And we're going to give beyond ourselves. And the beautiful thing about this is it just goes back out. We don't keep it. It just goes straight back out. It goes back out into change lives. Or maybe this is the year where you go. Maybe this is the year for you to go. Maybe this is the year you go to Sri Lanka for the first time. Maybe this is the year you just go across the street. (laughs) Maybe this is the year you just go next door. Can I suggest that the most challenging part of the go and make disciples mandate of Jesus is the go? It's the willingness to go. It's the willingness to get outside your comfort zone and not build your own empire and build the kingdom of God. In fact, it says in Mark 1, it says that Jesus was willing to reach out. It says he was willing. Jesus is always willing. The question for you and for me, and I'm challenging myself this year is, am I willing? Are we willing? Are you willing as a church to reach out and give to those who are less fortunate this year? I want you to stand with me this morning. I know that's a lot of info (laughs) and it's info overload. I get that. You may have to think about all the things that were said. I can give you some notes and some more info for those of you that have forgotten all that I shared. But I want to commission you. Can, we, can I commission you this year in 2020? I want you just to close your eyes where you are. I want to commission you into your go this year. Because you might be sitting here thinking, well, none of that is really what I want to be a part of. That's okay. Oh, you don't have to, but there is still something for you to do. Just ask the Holy Spirit what your go looks like this year. What does it look like to go and make disciples? I found it interesting that Jesus never said, go and be a disciple. He said, go and make disciples. Because it's in the going and making and building other people, that's what makes you a disciple of Jesus. You can't be a follower and a disciple of Jesus and live for yourself. It's an oxymoron. To be a disciple of Jesus is to be a builder of other people's lives. And so this morning, I want to commission you If you want me to commission you, if you want me to pray a prayer, I just want you to raise your hands. If you say, God, I'm willing, I want you to send me this year. Could be to my neighbours, could be my work colleagues, whatever it is. I just want you to raise your hand and say, yeah, I'm willing to be sent to go. It could be to Christian surfers. It could be Thrive. Whatever it is that you would be willing to go this year and be a missionary for the gospel. So, Father, I thank you for this church. I thank you for willing hearts. I thank you for courageous hearts. I thank you for selfless people, people who live beyond themselves. And Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, I commission Thrive Church. 
I commission every person standing here and those who are not able to be here today, I send them, Lord. I send them into the central coast. I send them into the nation. I send them into the nations of the earth, whether they are musicians, whether they are practical people, whatever they are, I send them in the name of Jesus Christ, I pray. And God's people said, Amen. Thank you, church. Thank you.